At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, Legion of Audience. This is James. And before we get started today, I wanted to take a second and let you all know about the brand new Who Would Win Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get behind-the-scenes access like you've never seen before, go to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow right now. Who Would Win patrons will have access to outtake videos, early info on battles, and even get a vote on characters that we'll use in upcoming episodes. So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow, and for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan. You'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope to see you there. A deserted office building high-rise overlooking the city means different things to different people. To some, it represents the failures of the system, leaving so many square feet unused when so many go without. To others, it represents a promising start, as a new company might be poised to move in and become legendary. To the Green Arrow... It represents a great vantage point to view everything from above, for he is the city's protector, and he will do everything in his power to avoid failing this city. It is then that a voice can be heard in the darkness behind him, saying just one word, BOOM. Green Arrow knows not to stop and think, and dives out of the way as Bullseye steps forward to see his target. When two of the greatest marksmen in comic book history tangle, how many shots will it take? We're about to find out. It's Ollie versus Dex. It's Justice League versus Thunderbolts. It's Green Arrow versus Bullseye. Today on Who Would Win? And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comics, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gavsey, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ray Stekanis. This is a battle, I gotta tell you, that geek culture enthusiasts around the world live for. Why? Because it's another soon-to-be classic Marvel versus DC fight. I can't get enough of these. In one corner, we have Bullseye, the psychopathic assassin that never missed versus Green Arrow, the Emerald Archer that was actually created in order to be a replacement for Batman back in the 1940s. As usual, I did the patented Hoodwin Google test just to see how many times this match has been discussed, and this matchup has been discussed, argued, deliberated, fought over, even fantasized about, as weird as that is, millions upon millions of times. So yeah, it's not new, but it's never gotten the Hoodwin treatment that is until today. So Ray, gotta find out, what are your thoughts on today's matchup? 
I love this battle. I mean, of course I do. One thing that I've learned through researching Bullseye, a character I kind of knew but needed to learn a lot more about for today is me and Bullseye have a lot in common. You know, we both are winners. <laughs> We're both well-esteemed sure. by our communities. And neither one of us has sure. ever missed a shot. Violent psychopaths, not invited to birthday parties, don't have a lot of friends. I mean, you're right. The similarities a lot in common. Are a lot in common. A lot in common. Listen, and I have not really a whole lot in common with Green Arrow now that I think about it. But, you know, he's cool, and that's a good thing. You know, I love these matchups, Ray, because it brings our fan base out. And speaking of our fan base, you know, they reach out to us all the time, and they're amazing. Our Legion of Audience, they say the same things over and over, really. (laughs) They are, trust me. And they say... I'm your biggest fan, or I'm Ray's biggest fan, or more importantly, I am the biggest fan of the show. I've listened to all the episodes. I know this, 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 and this. Here's the thing. If you are the biggest fan, then the next person who contacts me and says, I'm the biggest fan, they can't co- you can't have two biggest fan, singular, if that makes sense. So, Ray, I have an idea, but I want to hear from you. What do you think defines the biggest fan, if we could even do that, for the Who Would Win show? Oh, I would obviously argue it's the one who displaces the most water when submerged. That's, I mean, sure, that makes complete sense when you think about it that way. But what about, you know, listening to our episodes, uh, buying our merch, you know, fighting for our honor in the streets in case someone makes fun of our show? Surely there's other requirements you have for you to say, yes, I designate you, person X, as our biggest fan. Ray, how do you define this? I would probably put them in a swimming pool and then see how high the water level rises. That's right, Ray. We're on the same page. I'd say, okay, you've listened to all of our episodes. You bought our merch. You have pictures of you wearing the Who Would Win shirt outside. The reason I'm bringing this up, Ray, is because I actually want to find out who our biggest fan is. So I'm going to throw a question at you. Is it time we had a contest to determine... Who is the biggest fan of Who Would Win? You know, you one think? thing I would argue is the more the more merch that you buy, the more water you would displace when submerged. <laughs> Seems we're on the same page, Ray. So, you know, just food for thought. Leash of audience, hit us up. Let us know if you're up for it. If you're up for the challenge, if you would like to be designated the biggest fan of Who Would Win, if the answer is yes, we'll come up with a contest. We'll figure something out. I'm actually interested in meeting the actual biggest fan of Who Would Win. Now, speaking of big fans, I'm a huge fan of our judge today, who's absolutely incredible, making another appearance on the Who Would Win show. It's podcaster extraordinaire and fan favorite judge. It's Robert Clark Chan. Robert, welcome back to Who Would Win. Thank you very much for having me. I've just been spending my last few weeks displacing enormous amounts of water. So I feel like I'm in the running here. I'm a, I'm a contender. You know, Robert, you have this interesting distinction of being one of the very few people in the universe, the multiverse, if you will, of being not just a judge on the Who Would Win show, but also a debater on the Who Would Win show. And, you know, kind of looking back as, uh, you know, when you did that, uh, you know, one of our best rated episodes of all time where you represented uh, Stitch versus the executive VP. I'm talking, of course, about Brent Pope when he repped uh, Spider-Ham. You came up a little short, but you really did a great job with Judge Ray Stacanus. Which of the two sides would you rather be on? Would you rather be a judge or would you rather be a debater? I mean, here's the thing. I know because I've, I've seen y'all work. And so I know that uh, being a debater is not an easy job. It requires a lot of prep time, uh, but actually doing it, there's just another level there that I honestly wasn't expecting. I've, I've done a podcast or two. So, you know, like, sure. uh, like 
having all this information and then conveying all the information is a little bit just like getting up on stage, you know, and uh, in front of thousands, millions, tens of millions of people listening to this podcast. I don't know. It's it's it is pretty tough. So I have more respect for you, and by you I mean James because Ray obviously. I judged was really hoping me, you'd mean me, but I was, knew better. Yeah, I knew no, better. No, no, no. Here's <laughs> here's the thing. I mean, in all honesty, I was the one who let myself down uh, because, like I said, it's harder wow. than you think. And when it came when it came down to the last round, I was like, I did my I said my piece, and then I was done. And I was like, whew. I can check out now. Completely forgot that I had a uh, rebuttal to go. And, uh, you know, it's one of those <laughs> things. Like, um, I don't know if you know this, but the Seahawks are my favorite team, football-wise. And they're known for choking. Choke, 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 choke. Nothing but choke. And I feel like wow. I'm continuing that legacy. You know, it's one thing that you kind of brought up that's really interesting, and that is you're never off. Right until you get to the end, and I mean the end where the yeah. judge is finally making their decision, you can't turn your mind off to the battle. Uh, Ray's nope. really stepped up his game, made me even sharper than before. Honestly, you know, it, it was one it, thing, but I really have to tell you, yeah, go ahead. It goes beyond the judge's decision because Ray still has sharp things to say after the decision, and if you're not on point there, you're just going to get cut to ribbons. So. Like, not until you hit stop. That's right. Not until you're stopped. You're, you're not done. Here's the thing, Robert. I mean, you do this other great. You're my favorite uh, part of knowing is half the podcast. Uh, and by favorite, I mean, I only listen to your voice. And then when the other people talk, I, I find my happy place. Here's it's the fair. thing. For all these older shows that you watch, I mean, I'm sure you've been, heard that a million times. You've got to prepare for this. You can't just say, hey, I watched the episode of like G.I. Joe or, you know, that horrible show, Star Trek, the animated series and kind of say like, hey, you know, I just watch it. You had to preparing for a podcast is not something new for you, is it? I don't know if you've noticed this, but I'm already dinging you for uh, slamming Star Trek, the animated series like that. It's not a great show, but it's pretty okay. So just know that you you both you both are starting down so i guess we're back to even again cuz uh ray voted against Fantastic. me you have no taste and i don't know what to do i don't That's know fair. i don't want to vote for either of you yeah. can i vote for nobody well you would try a hashtag nobody, nobody, nobody wins every chance you get we'll what i would pass. what i would say is is that Star Trek the Animated Series is aggressively okay. We watched it on Knowing there is Half is. the Podcast, and it was perfectly fine. We were all expecting total Star Trek because of what James said. We didn't get that. We got a good story with bad animation, but we can live with that. All right, listen. Enough is enough. We have an amazing episode today. We've got Robert Clark Chance, the judge. We've got Bullseye. We've got Greeno. It is time to get this party started. With that said, Ray, please do us the honors and announce today's matchup. Representing DC Comics, the archer who wants to break free because the show must go on till somebody bites the dust. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oliver Queen, a.k.a. the Green Arrow. And representing Marvel Comics, the assassin whose heart is cold, but the rest of him is hot, hot, hot. Benjamin Poindexter, a.k.a. Bullseye. <laughs> you know, the more I think about it, uh, Freddie Mercury would have been an amazing Green Arrow. I would have voted for him. Am I wrong? 
Yeah, I think so. All right, well done, Ray. Now, before we go any further, let's go over the official rules of a Who Would Win match, which are brought to you by Indeed.com, one of the great sponsors of our show, and by the Geek and Game Facebook community, the best place, in my opinion, for all things to do with geek culture. With that being said, here are the rules. Rule number one, each debate will make three points. Rule number two, the Who Would Win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge of the opponent or time to to prepare for the fight. Rule number three, the debater must stay within the confines of the character's personality, and the exact version of that character has to be specifically stated. Ray... What version of Bullseye will you be using today? Today I'll be using the Marvel Comics version of Bullseye. We could use the movie version with what, Colin Farrell. We could use the uh, TV version, but no, 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 no. The comic book version's where it's at. I think it's actually a very good call. I'll also surprisingly be using oh. the uh, Green Arrow version from the current DC Comics uh, universe, specifically because Ray Sikane has already repped Arrow from the CW exceedingly well against... Hawkeye, I think it was a couple of years ago when we did that episode, so I have no choice Good episode. but to use the uh, comic book version. Yeah, it was a great episode. Alright, rule number four, debaters may only use examples of skills, powers, or weapons that are a long-established part of the character's continuity. Feats from non-canon crossovers are allowed, but would be given less weight. Rule number five, the winner of the debate is whomever the judge decides is the best case for defeating their opponent by death, submission, or battlefield removal, and where no attack or threat can be made for at least two minutes. Finally, rule number six, the judge is the final arbiter and can disallow or veto any point they feel violates these rules or establish logic. And before we get started, don't forget to visit the official Who Would Win store to get your very own Who Would Win merchandise and accessories. And all you got to do to do that is go to whowouldwinstore.com. Again, that's whowouldwinstore.com to get your hands on some Who Would Win merch. Feel free to get a lot of merch immediately after this episode. Take pictures of yourself wearing everything. Send them to us. Just shows how great you are. We have a new sponsor for Who Would Win, and I think y'all might enjoy this one. It is Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that taps into everything we all love about Marvel Comics. You get to pick a squad of your favorite Marvel heroes you know, and villains, let's keep it real, and team them up to fight big bads like Doctor Doom and, of course, save the universe. Your goal in Marvel Strike Force is to power up your characters and compete PvP against other players in multiple different modes. And you know I'm not telling you all about this empty-handed, because if you're a new user and sign up with our promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, you're going to get hooked up with all kinds of free stuff to get you started the right way. Let's face facts. You love Marvel, you love gaming, and you got a phone. So take a sec and check out Marvel Strike Force using the link in the description of this episode, ideally, and use our promo code MAXPOOL and get the whole Who Would Win show hookup. Thanks again to Marvel Strike Force and thanks to me for this great read. Good job, me. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Need to supercharge your hiring? You need a super hiring partner. You need Indeed. I've been a fan of Indeed.com for a long time and been singing their praises for even longer. You know, one of the things I love about Indeed is that not only can you find a great job on Indeed.com, start there, great place to look, but if you're hiring, 
you could invite candidates, right? Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply for your job than candidates who just kind of see it in a random search. That's according to US Indeed data. It's like you invite somebody and they feel welcome to your party, right? They're more likely to want to work for you or at least check out what this job's all about. And we'll get you one step closer to that hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates with Indeed. Indeed's gonna do the hard work for you. It shows you the candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your description immediately after you post. You're going to find the people. They're going to put them right in front of you so you can hire even faster. And these are quality candidates. These are people who already meet your minimum expectations right off the top at the beginning. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash WWW. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash WWW. Indeed.com slash WWW. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now, let's get to the tail of the tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details for Bullseye. Bullseye is an assassin who hits with every shot he takes. He was created by Marv Wolfman and John Romita Sr. and first appeared in Daredevil number 131 back in 1976. Marvel Comics' go-to assassin for decades, Bullseye is a psychopathic killer who revels in control and domination of others. Gifted with the near-supernatural ability to use anything as a lethal projectile, Bullseye has been a thorn in the sides of characters like Daredevil and the Punisher for a long time. Fun fact, having the ability to hit unbelievable shots is pretty handy and reminiscent of plenty of hero characters, which is why in the Dark Avengers storyline in comics, Bullseye took a turn as Hawkeye? Yes, with a near-matching skill set to the purple bow wielder, Bullseye was right at home putting on the costume and emulating the hero Hawkeye. Most people, well, some people know it, but I don't think everybody does, and I thought that was kind of cool. So next time you think Clint Barton is there to save you, look out. It could be Bullseye instead. That is Bullseye. <laughs> I actually love that uh, comic book run or that comic book series where he was at with the uh, new adventure. All right. Well done right now. Here are the important details for Green Arrow. Green Arrow, a.k.a. Oliver Queen, was created by Mort Weisinger and George Papp and first appeared in More Fun Comics number 73 way back in November of 1941. As a young child, Oliver Queen idolized his hero Robin Hood and was said to be a natural archer, frequently practicing with his bow and arrows. With the death of his parents, he was raised by his uncle and eventually inherited the family fortune and business. As a result, Oliver Queen grew into a rich, thrill-seeking, and drunken playboy with no real sense of responsibility or direction in his life. Everything changed when he fell off his boat in the middle of the ocean and washed ashore on the remote and isolated Starfish Island. While clutching a bow, a, a memento from a Robin Hood movie, which he had used to keep himself afloat, he, w he found himself to be completely stranded. During this time spent without food or shelter, Queen developed his skills as a hunter to survive and actually gained mastery over this same bow. Having previously taken everything in his life for granted, this experience taught him self-reliance and was the beginning point of him turning into a superhero. From that moment on, Green Arrow was born. As Green Arrow, Oliver Queen joined the Justice League, became the social conscious of the group, went bankrupt, made a fortune again, married his longtime romantic interest, Black Canary, died, then came back to life and had some more adventures. And here's an interesting fact about Green Arrow. 
Did you know that he makes the hottest chili known to man in the DC universe? It's true. Yeah. It's supposedly so hot that even Superman struggles to eat it. In fact, out of the entire Justice League, including Wonder Woman, the Martian Manhunter, and Green Lantern, it turns out that Batman is the only person who's been able to eat Green Arrow's chili without crying. Because he's Batman. And now you have the facts on both opponents. Robert, do you have any questions before we get started? Two things. Uh, do you have my shirt up in the store yet? Who would win store.com surely has a Robert Clark Chan judge shirt, right? Uh, we're working on your mm. shirt and uh, don't call me Shirley. Uh, the I'm problem to... is I'm having trouble finding an international artist who will do it for free. You know what? I respect that. I respect that. Um, I really was hoping, because I haven't seen Daredevil in the movie, I was really hoping it was going to be uh, uh, Colin Firth as Bullseye. Big fan of those uh, period pieces. You know, I'll maybe see him in like a ruffled collar or something like that. So if uh, somebody could uh, draw me Colin Firth as Bullseye, I'd really appreciate that. Maybe you could put that on my shirt. How about that? Uh, and finally... I like the I like the chili uh, fact. That's very nice. I hope you're bringing that same quality of goofiness to the rest of this. If I don't hear about some wacky trick arrows, Green Arrow's going to lose. Just flat out. Just know that if you don't have the wackiest arrows listed somewhere in there, it's not going to go well for you, James. I mean, that's it's so interesting because that's exactly not anything close to what I prepared for today's battle. But I'll figure something out, Robert Clark Chan. Not starting strong. Not starting strong. Come on, James. You got this. All right. Let me see if I can bring this together. Ray, go ahead and hit us with your point number one. Point number one for Bullseye. I just want to talk about his hand-to-hand -hand combat and fighting prowess. Because we already know, of course, these two are known for sort of their projectile weapons. But what happens when two weapons are knocked out of each other's hands? What happens when they disarm each other? What happens when they decide to fight mano y mano? Well, you got Bullseye, who is a fantastically well-trained martial artist in his own right. In fact, he at one point speed-rushed Gambit, the very powerful mutant who, uh, according to James Gavsey, will just turn people's bodies into explosions. Well, he was able to outspeed Gambit, rush into him, and then stab him right through the chest. He also did this to Elektra. Elektra is a very powerful, very fast, very aware ninja akin to a daredevil-like character, he was moving so fast in hand-to-hand -hand combat, she could literally not keep up with him, and she keeps up with supernatural, you know, super-powered characters all the time. He's also been known to deflect bullets. Now, I've always said if you can deflect bullets, you could also deflect arrows. I've always been saying it since about five seconds ago. It's a new thing for me, and I'm trying it out, but it's absolutely true. If people can shoot bullets at Bullseye, and he can use whatever's in his hands and slap all the bullets out of the way, what is stopping him from doing that to any arrow, any trick shot, any nonsense arrow that Green Arrow is going to be shooting at him? Heck, he doesn't just deflect bullets out of the way. He does. He he also is able to catch weapons that are thrown or shot at him as well. Punisher tried throwing a Bowie knife at him. He was able to just catch it out of midair. Uh, arrows being shot at him, he could just pluck them out of the air and quickly fire them back just using his hands if he needed to with incredible accuracy. 
But how fast do Cyclops, we all know Cyclops the mutant, how fast do his laser beams shoot out of his eyes? I believe James Gavsey in a previous battle said they move very, very fast, wouldn't but say the speed of light, or at least very, very close to it. Well, Cyclops decided he wanted to eye beam shoot at Bullseye. Bullseye danced around all of the shots and avoided getting hit while he closed the ground. If you can dodge laser beam eye blasts from Cyclops, you can dodge anything that non-powered green Green arrow can possibly throw at you. Heck, let's talk about his strength as well as some of his wins. 1v1 in a battle, in a combat, no foolishness. He beat Daredevil. He beat Daredevil, a guy with actual superpowers, but he's also got a lot of strength behind him in close combat. He knocked down the Juggernaut with a single uppercut punch. Juggernaut is a very much more powerful individual than Green Arrow. Bullseye rocked him with a punch, knocked him straight down. He once took out a Hulkbuster. You know the Hulkbuster Iron Man suit that's designed to fight the Incredible Hulk? Well, Bullseye was able to bring one of those down without a problem. Heck, he didn't just beat Elektra when I talked earlier. He killed Elektra. He is an assassin. And what is an assassin if he's not out there murdering people? Well, Elektra wasn't fast enough to keep up with him, so he murdered her. And my other favorite example of his fighting prowess in hand-to-hand was he was fighting a character we might be familiar with these days called Moon Knight. Moon Knight, very powerful, supernaturally enhanced character with insane levels of durability. Bullseye was taking it to Moon Knight in a hand-to-hand battle, just straight up whipping his butt to the point where Moon Knight needed to escape, so he set up a dummy in the shadows, somehow had this with him, that was shaped like Moon Knight... (laughs) Bullseye runs up to clean his clock. It's revealed that not only did he have this perfect body double dummy in the shadows, there was a bomb attached to it set to go off in two seconds. Three, two, one. As Bullseye runs up to it in the shadows, sees the bomb. The bomb goes off as Moon Knight has now gotten away. Bullseye was still fast enough to get out of there before the bomb could hurt him. Three seconds of knowledge that there was a bomb and he got away without being killed or even injured by a bomb. And Moon Knight had to run away from him. That's battlefield removal. That's a win for Bullseye. All in all, if this comes down to a fisticuffs confrontation, I don't see how Green Arrow can hang. And that's my point number one. This is all interesting stuff. I got to push back on a couple of things. First of all, when you knocked down Juggernaut, that was a depowered Juggernaut. Still impressive, but not the full-blown crazy Juggernaut we all know and love. Uh, secondly, I love that example of Bullseye. I really love how uh, Moon Knight, I should say, was able to distract and completely bamboozle Bullseye in order to make his escape. That's cool, but that's something Bullseye kind of falls victim to every once in a while where he kind of gets distracted or his psychosis, whatever you want to call it, makes him have blinders on for one kind of thing, and he's kind of missing the other things happening in the bigger picture. Uh, you know, in terms of fight IQ, you can't disagree. You know, Bullseye is a great fighter. Green Arrow also has a really high fighting IQ. He was trained by Wildcat, one of the top fighters in DC Universe, Black Canary, who's considered sometimes even better, and, of course, Batman, who just shows you how to cheat to get the win. All of that is really good. The only thing I want to add to that is, as much as I love Bullseye as a character, because he's actually really, really cool and kind of creepy and scary, Green Arrow is actually known to kill people as well. So that is kind of going to be a key factor here. If he needs to actually, quote-unquote, pull the trigger and kill 
bullseye because he feels he needs to do it. He's going to do it, and he's got the Arsenal to do that. Now, speaking of Arsenal, just real quick, Robert Clark Chan, before I get to my point number one, let me tell you about some of the goofy arrows that Green Arrow has. He's got the fountain pen arrow, which he shoots and connects to a car, and the fountain pen then drags a line as the car goes so he can trace the line of ink to the car. He's got, let's see, the antler arrow, because what happens is when a moose sees another moose with the antlers, it goes nuts, so he has an antler arrow that he shoots at the antlers of a moose to drive him crazy to create a distraction. I mean, who doesn't want that? He's got a baby rattle arrow in case he needs to, I don't know, he sees a baby, he needs to get him going. A chimney sweep arrow and uh, he's got the fake cat arrow, which is really crazy. Uh, An atomic warhead arrow. I don't think that's cute. I think it's just awesome. And last but not least, he's got, of course, the mind reading arrow, which appeared, I believe, in 1941 or 1942. Don't think we can use this for right now, but why not? It's a fun thing to do. All right, well, let me get to my point number one. And uh, speaking of, let's just talk about arrows, arrows, and more arrows. Green Arrow is really the best archer in the DC Universe, and also quite possibly the best marks person overall in DC Universe as well. And Green Arrow can shoot, let's see, over 40 arrows per minute, can draw, shoot an arrow almost faster than the eye can follow. Additionally, the arrows that he shoots travel at 200 feet per second. That's very, very fast. Keep in mind that Green Arrow can use many of his arrows at very close range, and even without a bow, he's very versatile with the museum's weapons. Of course, he's got arrows for every occasion and every situation, and he's an absolute master of using them all. I've already talked about the crazy ones he's got, but instead of listing everything he's got, I'm just going to list the arrows I feel that he could use for this battle that he's shown to consistently carry on him. So he's got a flashbang arrow, which can easily blind Bullseye. He's got a grappling line arrow that can tie up superhumans in the DC Universe, which means tying up Bullseye won't be a problem. A flame arrow, which can set Bullseye on fire, because that's fun. Here's one of my favorites. He's got a tornado arrow that makes a tornado. Yes, that's an actual thing for Green Arrow that he's used recently quite often. He's got a tranquilizer arrow that puts people out, out, you know, superhumans out for hours. A glue arrow that when it hits, the glue rapidly expands and creates like a gelatinous mass around the person and just completely like locks them in a position because they're encased in the stuff. It's supposedly an industrial strength polymer. He's got a knockout gas arrow, brass knuckles arrow. That's the exact same thing as his uh, glove arrow, but it just hits way harder. He's got a sticky bomb arrow that hits the target, sticks to them with glue, and then blows up due to the explosive implanted in the glue because why not? He's got the electrically charged needle arrow. This one's insane. It's actually one of my favorites. It's an arrow that releases hundreds of small needles that burrow into the skin, and that's top of the arrow itself having a much larger electric charge when it hits a target. And all these little needle arrows then just shoot off electrical charges, totally mess up someone. He's got the Banshee arrow, modeled after, model after Black Canary that shoots out a sonic blast. He's got an ice arrow that engulfs the target with a block of ice when it hits. He's got the Quantum arrow that creates a massive explosion powerful enough to hurt Superman, because you got to mention Superman in and finally, he has the net arrow, which he uses to capture like Hawkman. He's caught speedsters into it, super speedsters like the Flash. And when the arrow captures them, an electrical charge goes through, charge goes through them, shocks them unconscious. There's a lot of electricity happening with a lot of these arrows. Anyway. What's really insane is that Green Arrow can combine the effect of these arrows because you can shoot multiple arrows at the same time at the same target or at four different targets at the same time because he likes to combine everything. Just like Batman can use everything as utility belt, Green Arrow can do the exact same thing with his arrows. So he's super versatile, got crazy powerful arrows that can take out superhumans in DC Universe, which we all know are insanely powerful. That's my point number one. Okay, now plenty of things to talk about right here. Now, like you're going to say Green Arrow has some great arrows. Okay, I'll be willing to go with that. His whole gimmick is that he's a good archer 
and he can shoot magical, weird trick arrows. Now, one of my big questions I have to ask is, how many different arrows does he carry with him on a moment-to-moment basis? Now, if you look at the example of the Arrow TV show, not exactly the same, but might be relevant, is in season three, a character is timed out from previous encounters with Arrow that he carries 24 arrows with him at any given time. He has a quiver. You can see it on his back. It's not magical, and he can only carry at most. And Hawkeye carries, I believe, 16 arrows at any given time for reference sake. So he has some arrows. The question is, which ones would he be normally carrying? Because as exciting as the fake cat and antler arrow and all this other stuff are, most of these are one-shot examples, literally, that the uh, that the author decided would be fun if he had the one thing he needed for that one moment. The reality is half his arrows are probably normal arrows with a couple, a few of the trick ones mixed in at the end of the day. You know, Ray, actually, that's an interesting point. Hawkeye's got this, and they actually gave this to Green Arrow as well. It's not the arrow itself. It's the arrow head that can be changed up for the most part. So it's a rotating kind of thing in his quiver. So he's got the shafts of the arrow there, and then he can kind of – he has some type of control mechanism where the arrow head kind of goes onto the shaft. So it's not about fine. carrying a lot of different arrows. There's still only so many arrow shafts that he's going to have. It's high-tech arrows at its finest. That's all I can tell you. So with that being said, let's go to our judge. Robert Clark Chan, you've heard point number one from both Ray and myself. Where's your head at right now with this battle? I've got the theme song to Shaft running through my head. Uh, is that is that what you're asking? Is exactly what I'm asking for. It's uncanny. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is all really interesting information. Bullseye seems pretty badass before you even uh, start talking about his throwing and shooting and what have you. Um, I like hearing about the versatility of the arrows, but and I'm assuming this is coming in point three. I'm really going to have to hear how he uses those arrows because he can just dump all sorts of different arrows on me. But if, you know... I don't know what he's going to do with an ice arrow. I don't know how that's going to stop Bullseye. So, yeah, I'm winning. So, you're, 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 all, you're both doing fine so far. Shaft. You know, I got to tell you, you're the first judge. <laughs> you're the first judge ever to say after point number one, yeah, you're both doing fine. I mean, that's, that's, that's good to know. All right, good. Ray, we're both doing fine. I guess we're tied, I think. Go ahead and hit us with your point number two. Point number two for Bullseye. Let's first off talk about his willingness to kill because he is an assassin who doesn't care who he's murdering. He's murdered innocent people over and over and over again, but he murders everybody that's in front of him. He is a psychopathic, deranged killer. In fact, for a long period of time, it was essential to his character that he had a brain tumor that he knew was going to kill him. So he acted in such a manner that he didn't care what he had to do. His morals were off, as the kids would say. Because he figured, I don't have a whole lot of time left on this earth, and I don't care. I'm just going to be a psycho being psycho. Now, plot lines have since removed the brain tumor, but that's only increased his abilities because now he doesn't sort of have that pressure about him and that pain that a brain tumor would cause. He can think a little bit more clearly now. Didn't stop him from being a crazy murderer. And being a crazy murderer is important because he's willing to go there. And I'm not going to say Arrow won't kill. Arrow tries not to kill. But Bullseye tries to kill. And I think those are two different philosophies of combat coming into a battle. And when one would prefer not to kill and the other says, let's do it. You got to go with the guy who's willing to go there quickly. 
We learned that in the Professor Xavier battle somehow. Now, my point through all of this is also to talk about he's not only is he crazy, he's got the durability of somebody whose brain isn't quite there, you know, because he can take wounds like an absolute psychopath and keep going. What would normally bring down a normal, you know, well-adjusted person from pain, he's able to just block out that pain and keep going. I know this because I've watched him tank bullets from a gun to the chest with not just no armor on. He didn't have a shirt on. He was just getting shot at in the chest and he just kept walking forward. But durability's sake, I've also seen him jump out of windows, and I'm talking high up windows, land on the ground. He does this quite a bit, honestly, and then he just walks away safely, no problem. But he's also got this wild durability that allowed him to grab onto the side and the wing of a jet, a jet plane as it was moving and just hang on to the side of the jet plane as it flew through the air. That is an insane durability feat, and you have to have a screw loose in order to even think that's possible, let alone do it. And the big final thing to bring out about his durability and what kind of makes him a metahuman in his own regard is his bones were coated with adamantium. His spinal column and many of his extremities are coated with adamantium. Now, you would think that would weigh him down, but he's just as agile, able to jump 10 feet in the air like he was before. He didn't slow down. All that did was make it so that he could take a shot even better than he already could. So you've got a guy who's, who, who feels no pain, who can grab onto jets as they fly away, can take bullets with no armor on, and now you're going to lace his bones with adamantium? He's just got too much durability for the Green Arrow, a normal human, to even contend with, and that's my point number two. You know, there's a lot of interesting things that Marvel has done with the Bullseye character, and I love the fact that they kind of laced his bones with adamantium because that gives him certain advantages, advantages in some areas, gives him a bit more durability. It's a kind of a cool thing. The problem is, though is that the writers at Marvel knew exactly what they were doing with someone who's that psychotic, that psychopathic. Because a crazy fighter, sure, they can tank a lot their game to fight, but as anyone in the fight game will tell you, a crazy fighter, as dangerous as they are, they're nowhere near the best fighter. That psychosis has been used against him by Kingpin did it, Punisher did it, Daredevil did it. You know, where they said, okay, you know, let us let me see how tough you are. Let's keep fighting, whatever it was. And then Bullseye, instead of saying, hey, let me take a step back and bring this out, he doubled down in the moment and just kept being led astray or led down a path by these other fighters who then used it against him. So I think the psychosis is actually a weakness. His ability, his desire to kind of keep on fighting instead of taking a step back is definitely going to not work for him in this battle. Uh, on top of that, the adamantium, I've always had a question about it because, and I'll talk about this more, Daredevil was able to break his bones or at least pierce through his bones. So I'm just kind of questioning the effectiveness of that adamantium. With that being said, not a whole lot I can no, push James, back let me, on let me that Let me point. answer that really quick because not all his bones are laced with adamantium. So if Daredevil got through it, it clearly must have been one of the areas that wasn't covered in adamantium because uh, he wouldn't be able to do it uh, otherwise. 
could be. Who knows? Or maybe it's just chunks of adamantium. Who knows? It's a good thing. Hey, at least he's got it, right? Okay. So awesome stuff about Bullseye. Definitely psychotic. And that affects him in some negative ways as well. But let's get to my point number two. You see, Green Arrow's got some additional abilities on top of just being the best archer and marksman in the DC Universe. For example, he's listed as a peak human in the DC Universe. He's one of the best detectives in the DC Universe. He notices how people move and he's known for determining the best way to fight them like within a second of seeing the move. He knows where they're going to go, where they're going to go. He's a tactician, you know, that's, that's amongst the top in the DC Universe. He's a master acrobat. He's a master of stealth because he likes hiding in spots or kind of figuring out how to angle himself away from things so he's not seen that well. He's a master of improvised weapons where he can use anything he picks up as a weapon and also just literally and throwing weapons, whatever's around him. He knows how to use it, bank it, and do everything he needs to do. Again, he is deadly accurate with everything he picks up. Need to knock someone out without killing him? He can do that. But if he needs to kill him, he's got no problem with that as long as he feels justified. And with Bullseye, he absolutely will, will feel justified. Uh, on top of that, Green Arrow is fast enough to dodge close-range gunfire, as well as gunfire coming from multiple opponents surrounding him, like, all around him at close range. He's agile and fast enough to dodge energy attacks from the uh, Amazo android. We've mentioned them before. Amazo, this crazy, powerful android that has all of the powers of the Justice League and takes the entire Justice League just to deal with them. He's shooting energy blasts, Green Lantern-style blasts, heat vision blasts at Green Arrow, and he's getting out of the way, no problem. That's pretty crazy. Let's talk about his archery again, shall we? He's not just accurate. He's super accurate while moving, flipping around, and upside down. He's so accurate that both Deadshot and Deathstroke, two mercenaries in the DC Universe who are known for their accuracy, have actually admitted that there's a chance Green Arrow's accuracy is better than theirs. Now, when a villain says, yeah, there's a chance he's better than us, they're actually saying, yeah, I know he's better than us. That's how good Green Arrow is. That's how you know well-regarded he is. He's so accurate, as I mentioned earlier, uh, members of the Justice League that think, and they consistently think, that Green Arrow is actually a super-powered individual, as they just can't come up with any other explanation for why he's so good. That is everybody in the Justice League, I believe, including Superman. So, just like Captain America also can ricochet his shield, Green Arrow can do that with his arrows. He knows how to bank them off three to four or five different ways to get that shot. He's very similar to Cyclops, who can bank his uh, optical blast that same way, and he's just known for his mastery of it. He's so accurate and deadly. He's able to shoot down massive starships that are coming to attack. He did that with Brainiac ship that came into uh, Earth sky. And he's like, hey, I think I found a weak spot. How that's possible, I have no idea. He shot an arrow into Brainiac ship and took it out because he's that good and his arrows are that powerful. He got a little bit of a boost from Green Lantern when he had to shoot a target from Earth that was on the moon. Now, the Green Lantern gave him a boost to kind of accelerate it and kind of give it a little extra power. But he had to shoot a target off of the moon with an arrow, which means he had to figure out how to spot it, whatever. That is crazy. It kind of looks like that's superhuman. Fun fact, by the way, Green Arrow knows human anatomy almost better than anyone, and that includes Batman. He knows where to hit someone, how to hit someone, both with arrows and without. When he fought Solomon Grundy, who's, you know, written kind of different power levels, kind of like the Juggernaut, but, you know, he's definitely like a Juggernaut-class being. He actually took him out by saying, I wonder what would happen if I shot him in the eye, the solar plexus, the knee, some other soft and sidey places, and took him out with arrows, saying, like, I just know exactly where to hit him because of how he's moving. That's what he can do when he spots a human being. So, uh, let's see. To make someone drop a knife without hurting them too much, Green Arrow said, I need to give him a warning shot, and from 500 yards away, shot an arrow, grazed the person's knuckles holding a knife, made him drop the knife, and said, I just wanted to give you a warning shot for that. That's how accurate it is. Again, he's shooting arrows while he's moving fast. 
glass, dodging gunfire, flipping upside down or some other crazy thing as he's firing arrows, which means he's super accurate while he's in motion, both defensively and offensively. But there's a few more kind of cool things about him. Green Arrow has a Kevlar suit that protects his entire body, including his throat and head, thanks to that hoodie he's wearing these days. He's got a hologram projector that can cost, uh, cast holograms of whatever he wants. He did it to, uh, he was caught in a prison in China, used a hologram to fool all the prisoners or the prison guards, got out, and then when they came to attack him, he used a projector to make it look like he had this crazy machine gun in his hands. They all took off, and as he was pretending to shoot that, he was using another thing he has, which was a small handheld self-loading rapid-fire crossbow say that five times fast, that he can use that shoots a ton of small different arrows as well. It's nowhere near as well stacked or stocked as his quiver with all his regular arrows, but he does have that and carry that with him all the time. It's a mainstay with his stuff, and he's got some crazy good explosive arrows uh, and other really cool arrows with that too. So let's all that up. Let's all that up. Peak human condition, superhuman accuracy, Kevlar body armor, hologram projector, handheld rapid loading crossbow on top of all the arsenal he has. Yeah, I'm liking Green Arrow's chance in this fight so far. That's my point number two. Okay, I'll try not to go too very long here because James just took up half the episode with his point number two. What I want to say right now is Kevlar armor, that's great. You know, Kevlar armor is great for stopping bullets because it spreads out the damage. The one big disadvantage of Kevlar is very, very sharp items. And Bullseye can make anything into a very, very sharp item being flung at a very high velocity. So I'm not too stressed about Kevlar. Also, the face face is still open and that's a spot bullseye really likes to hit uh you say he's similar to cyclops and the way he shoots oh the cyclops that bullseye can accurately dodge with much faster weaponry that's good to know james also you said he could dodge gunfire well he was not dodging gunfire when shot by a character like bullseye he was dodging gunfire when shot by much lesser marksmen at the end of the day bullseye was so powerful as i said in my intro he was hawkeye so you talk about the fact earlier you said he's so crazy he'll be used against him but he has enough self-control bullseye does that he could emulate and be an avenger and many people wouldn't know the difference if hawkeye was doing crazy things and being tricked by x y and z nobody would have thought he was really hawkeye but he was able to trick a whole lot of people that's important to say all fair points all fair points all right listen you've heard two points robert clark chan from both ray and myself we are now at the turning point where Robert Clark Chan has to tell us who he thinks is ahead and what the other side has to do to pull out the victory. But before we get to that, the turning point is brought to you by Who Would Win on Patreon, where we also celebrate the Who Would Win Patron of the Week. Every week, we choose one of our amazing members of the Who Would Win Show's Patreon community and put them in a battle. Ray, which patron do we have today? We got another new patron. They keep coming on. Wouldn't you know it? This guy's name is Pierre. One name, Pierre. Pierre, well, for someone like Pierre, an homme très gentil, I'd have to say in French, we have to give him someone very special. I'm going to give him Captain America's nemesis, or at least someone he fights a lot, Batroc the Leaper. Wonderful. So we're going uh, allegedly French on French violence here. Now, Batroc the Leaper is a very powerful <laughs> martial artist, and he's, of course, known for his pencil-thin mustache, unless I'm remembering him completely wrong. MCU version didn't do the mustache, made a lot of people very, very unhappy. Now, the problem with Batroc the Leaper is he's known for what? Leaping. The problem is Pierre is known for a ground-and-pound kind of an arsenal. So while Batroc is going to be trying to use his acrobatic abilities to jump all around him, being uh, agile... Pierre's just going to grab him by the throat, slam him down into the ground like Kane and The Undertaker at a SummerSlam event, put him right denting the ground, and unfortunately knock out Batroc the Leaper with one simple choke slam. 
you know, I just feel the world's had enough of French on French violence. But when it comes to Batroc and Pierre, this would be violence that's necessary. And I got to agree with you. That's exactly how this fight would go. Well done, Race to Canis. It is. And well done, Pierre. Congratulations on your victory. Remember, you too can become a celebrated patron of the week. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash show and sign up. And you may be featured in an upcoming episode of Who Would Win. Now, Robert, we're back to the turning point. You've had a mom- moment to ponder the turning, you know, both points from Ray. You've heard two points from me. Who do you think is ahead? And again, what do you think the other side has to do to pull out a victory? See, I had all this stuff lined up. And then after that uh, Patreon talk, I'm just thrown for a loop again. Because while I am all for uh, French on French violence, the fact that Batroc the Leaper is played by Georges St. Pierre fighting Pierre, Pierre on Pierre violence is unacceptable. Oh, boy. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, I no don't know. I, that. That's a hat on a hat right there. I think there. you've crossed the line. I'm not a... I'm not a fan. As regards to the show, I suppose I would have to say that um, a lot of Ray's point number two was uh, hooey. Uh, I'm not a fan of morals off, willing to go there, talk, blah, 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 blah. However, adamantium bones, that's pretty solid. It's pretty solid. Weirdly, they didn't get all his bones. I don't know why. That seems like an oversight that should be corrected, but what are you going to do? On the other hand, I don't see how detecting is going to help Green Arrow in this battle at all. But honestly, weirdly, I was really taken by him taking down a spaceship with an arrow. And I think, uh, you know, knowing where all the weak points on a human body are, that all is real strong. So, like, oh, gosh, I'm not sure who is down here because I think it still comes back to that first round. Like, I can't even accurately rate it because, again, all of those arrows are sitting around. I need to know how they're used. So I, that round one is kind of indeterminate. It's still all to play for. I think the French on French violence kind of disturbed us all and shook us it- to the core. It's a thing. It happens. I've, I witnessed it a lot in Quebec, of all places. It seems okay. like it threw Chan for Le Loop. I mean, I'm Ooh. also still picturing all of those banking shots. Do you remember that math video that they used to show us back in the 80s with Donald Duck playing pool? Basically, I have Donald Duck playing pool running through my head as Bullseye's like, broken uh, bones, which may or may not be laced with adamantium, are rolling around, and um, ships are just falling out of the sky. So it's a mess. It's a mess up in here. It's a mess. All right. Well, that's, how, that's kind of how we want things to be at point number three. All right. Uh, that's I'm a poet. Didn't know it. So race to Canis. I think you got a knockout shout that you're going to try right now. Go ahead and hit us with your ultimate point. The thing is about all my arguments so far is I haven't mentioned Bullseye's ability with projectiles barely this entire time. I'm saving it all for right here to take it down because just like Donald in Mathemagic Land, he is absolutely excellent at pulling off the ricochet shots and doing the math involved. He's used arrows, trash can lids, bullets, fired them off three, four, five different walls to hit people where he needs to hit them because Bullseye is an assassin who never misses a shot, whether he's using a weapon or turning common household objects into weapons. Now, first off with weapons, arrows. He was Hawkeye. One time he shot two arrows at the same time and caught Spider-Man who has spider 
spider senses in both his legs like he was Ace Ventura in the sequel. Caught him in the thigh with both of them and dropped him to his knees. He also once grabbed a guy's gun out of his hand during a flip. He jumped over from behind somebody's uh, back, jumped up, grabbed the gun out of his hand, took five shots versus five people who were all dressed like Bullseye and got five headshots, center dot, on the head of each one of them, killing them. Amazing feat, he one time shot a guy who had a teleporting ability. He was able to use predictive, again, math skills to predict where the guy was going to be and shot two shots nearly simultaneously. First one to cause a teleportation, second one to hit him when he materialized, and it worked. But he's also able to turn any object into a weapon. He's thrown a rifle at somebody and stabbed him clean through with the bayonet at the end of it. He took a paper airplane and was able to knock out Daredevil. These aren't normal scrubs like Green Arrow deals with. These are super-powered individuals. He took a paper airplane, knocked, and domed him with it. He once killed somebody with a ballpoint pen, threw it, caught him in the throat. He was able to catch Gambit's explosive playing cards that were being thrown at him and then throw them back at Gambit in one fell swoop before they exploded. If he can do that to Gambit's on-contact explosive cards, he can do that with any on-contact arrow that Arrow can trick shoot at him. He once killed Santa Claus. I said it. He once killed Santa Claus with a quarter, a 25 cent piece murdered the all powerful Santa Claus. Granted, it was a mall Santa, but I believe that they're all exactly the same. He once knocked out daredevil by hitting him with a golf ball in the temple. He broke Punisher's gun with a knife throw right down the barrel that broke the barrel Daffy duck style. He once took a toothpick out a window threw it down into, unfortunately, an innocent woman and killed her with a toothpick through a window from a hundred yards away. He spit out one of his teeth and blew out the back of a guy's skull with it. He once took a straw that you would drink a milkshake with and slit the throat of Deadpool. (laughs) He took out a box of screws, murdered four men by throwing the screws uh, that you would find around a construction site. Playing cards. He uses playing cards. He threw a playing card through the back of a moving vehicle, shattered the back window, murdered two people inside with headshots, then shattered the front window as the car was driving away from him. He once took a dollar bill, folded it in half, threw it, murdered a guy. Let me just reiterate, toothpicks. (laughs) Toothpicks from 100 yards away gets a kill. I'm excited that Green Arrow has a has an arrow that looks like a cat but isn't really a cat. That's fantastic. That's not murdering somebody from 100 yards with an arrow. At the end of the day, if he could hit all these shots from all these wild positions using ricochets and whatnot, what is stopping Bullseye from just simply hitting the string of Green Arrow's bow, thus rendering his bow completely inert? It seems like a pretty easy target for a guy who can hit and kill somebody with a toothpick from a hundred yards away. If you can knock out Daredevil with a paper airplane, you can absolutely break a bow's string with anything you find lying around. So Green Arrow, I'm sorry. When it comes to actual projectiles, that's the thing Green Arrow does best. And that's the thing that Bullseye does a testament better. And that's my point number three. All right, so that was an excellent point number three. The issue I have with all of this isn't the fact that Bullseye is very deadly with something he can get his hands on. It's the fact that he doesn't have 
four different things at once that he can throw at four different targets at the same time. You talked about how he had a gun and he did five clear headshots, one right after the other. Beautiful shooting, almost superhuman shooting. That's fantastic. But he didn't shoot five things at once to take out five different targets at the same time. That is actually something that Green Arrow can and has done, at least four of them, and I'll mention that in a little bit. Uh, On top of that, you know, we talk about, you know, Bullseye's focus and what have you, but he does have some instances where he's missed and he's missed close up. And I'm going to talk about that in my point number three. So for my point number three, let's talk about big weaknesses for Bullseye, some big wins for Green Arrow, and what I think is the key to victory. So again, Bullseye's missed before. He missed from a range any good marksman would have easily hit from. The reason he missed, by the way, is because Bullseye can get shaken emotionally, which then hurts his accuracy in a very big way. Green Arrow, on the other hand, is known for his willpower and focus when everything is going wrong, when things are crazy, when he's facing something that's insurmountable, that's when his focus kicks in and he's ready to go and he actually steps up to the challenge. Whereas again, with Bullseye, that kind of affects his, uh, his accuracy and his ability overall. So let's talk about a time where he was shaken up and it's a crossover event, but it's going to make a lot of sense in this regard. And it's very similar to a Who Would Win battle. We saw this in a Marvel and DC Comics crossover event which uh, saw Bullseye suddenly appear in the Batcave in front of Batman. Now, Bullseye's visibly shaken because he doesn't know what's going on. He's like, where am I? Bullseye then throws a knife at Batman at very close range and misses. I'm talking he's like maybe three yards away. Bullseye throws it at Batman. Now, of course, he's shaking emotionally. He's like, what's happening? Whatever. Batman dodges it. And Bullseye's like, what the heck? How, how could I miss it? So he's so freaked out by that. Batman then runs out to him and punches Bullseye once. Hits him one time, knocks him out. Uh, and that's now, by the way, that is before the adamantium is placed into his body. But of course, that's still a pretty good shot. Something, And then Bullseye said, you hit way harder than Daredevil. On a side note, Green Lantern has actually beaten Batman in a fight on an occasion. That's a pretty cool thing. So this all demonstrates that through his entire history, Bullseye has shown to be three things emotionally, right? He's unstable, he's irate, and he's psychopathic, which means Green Arrow is going to be able to take full advantage all of, you know, of all of that to get the win. Now, on top of that, let's talk about his uh, adamantium laced bones. Again, they've been broken. This happened in uh, what was called Marvel Shadowland miniseries. I think it was 2010. Daredevil snapped Bullseye's right shoulder, broke his left arm, and then killed him by thrusting a side through his upper chest cavity and through his back. In other words, the adamantium lace bones really didn't do too much to help him out, or at least just wasn't a big factor. All those things were able to pierce Bullseye, which means Green Arrow can do the same thing with his arrows. Now, let's talk about Arrow's big wins real quick. He call, uh, beat a character called Brick, who is a gangster. He's super, got super strength. He's invulnerable. And the way Green Arrow did it is he used his glue arrow, shot it into his mouth, let the glue arrow expand, and then Brick fell down completely unconscious because he couldn't breathe. Of course, Green Arrow took some dissolvent, dissolved the glue. Why? Just to tell him, you know, stand over him and say, hey, so what'd we learn? Just to kind of throw it in his face because that's the, guy, the kind of person Green Lantern is. A Green Arrow is, I should say. He beat Solomon Grundy. I already talked about that. He shot him all these crazy places, his eyes, his sternum, his knees, and then went up to him. And just to finish him off, he strangled him with the bowstring of his bow because, again, he's kind of a nasty character. I already told you what he did with Amazo. He actually took on Amazo for a while when the Justice League went down, held his own, which is crazy. He didn't get the win, of course, but Amazo is someone who can take out the Justice League. If you can stand toe-to-toe with Amazo for even a few minutes, you're pretty badass. Here's a fun one. He beat four robots created by Brainiac, and each of these robots took out Black Canary. They were designed specifically to take out Black Canary, Vixen, Killer Frost, and a very powerful character named The Ray. It's a light-based character. Anyway, Facing off all against all four of these robots, Green Arrow shot four different arrows 
all with different capabilities, suitable to take out all four of those robots who had the same powers. And he took them out within an instant. He literally shows up, he sees people are down, he sees them, he's like, got it, four arrows, boom, takes them all out at the same time. That's impressive. But the opponent I think that he took out that really is gonna lend itself to this battle is Deathstroke. And he took out Deathstroke in a very specific way because he kept shooting arrows at Deathstroke. Deathstroke kept moving out of the way and he's like, got it. This is a person who's really hard to hit. So what am I going to do? Well, he used an area of attack type of methodology. See, here's the difference between Bullseye and Green Arrow. Bullseye is hyper accurate and he can ricochet stuff. He's got that mindset. He's pretty much superhuman with a lot of stuff as is Green Arrow, but he doesn't have a wide area of attack. Look, a toothpick, small area. Playing card, window, even a bullet, small area. Green Arrow on the other hand, has that quantum arrow, which has an explosion that's big, that can even hurt Superman. He's got a tornado arrow that affects a huge, large area. So here's how the fight's going to go. And this is how he took out Deathstroke, shot him, I think, with a tornado arrow, what have you. The he, Deathstroke was in the area of the tornado, and that's what hit him. You don't have to be insanely accurate when you're playing horseshoes, right, where you just have to get close to the target. So in this fight, they're going to be facing off, shooting the whole thing. I'm going to say something right now that's kind of crazy. I actually think Bullseye might be a better, more accurate than Green Arrow. However, Green Arrow doesn't have to be as accurate because an explosive arrow, quantum arrow, tornado arrow, shoot where Bullseye is in his vicinity and he can affect the whole vicinity. Doesn't matter how much he can dodge, whatever. He's going to take out the whole area that Bullseye is in. So despite all of the great things that Bullseye has, his adamantium bones, his accuracy, his ability to pick up literally anything and use it as a weapon. He doesn't have nearly the arsenal and the tactical ability to use that kind of arsenal that Green Arrow has. Look, when you have stuff that can and has affected Superman, you have a huge advantage against someone who's a street level, a great one, but a street level opponent like Bullseye. And that's why Green Arrow wins this fight. Now, I got some things to say about that. First off, James, you go into a crossover. Oh, he fought Batman in a grain of, you know, lower grain of salt battle. And it's Batman. Losing to Batman, I've said before, that's not a, that's not a shame. Every literal, everybody loses to Batman, especially when you fight him in a Batman comic, which Bullseye surely did, because I don't think Batman came over to Marvel for Bullseye number 35. That's all I'm trying to say there. Now... Uh, as far as uh, uh, Green Arrow getting hit with things, you know, I've already talked about, you know, breaking the breaking the string of the bow. That's pretty compelling, and he could do it pretty easily with nearly anything. But also in one of the most critically acclaimed Green Arrow series of all times, Green Arrow was shot through the chest by a Yakuza assassin shot through the chest, and that is an injury that continued to impact his ability to fight for years. Now, if you shoot Bullseye in the chest, you're going to hit some adamantium. If you hit Green Arrow in the chest, he goes down with an injury that could debilitate him for an extended period of time. And in a one-on-one -on -one encounter, that's huge. And I appreciate you attempting with the area of effect, a tornado gun. That's all fantastic. That's if he happens to be luckily carrying them with his limited supply of arrows that he has. But a small area, yes, that can be not as effective unless it hits. Unless it hits with tremendous accuracy, which is what Bullseye pulls off constantly. And the other thing I would say is, I believe that a lot of these examples you brought up, James, talk about Green Arrow getting over on some scrubs, getting over on some regular old thugs over and over again. But I brought up a litany of very powerful, more powerful characters that, than Green Arrow that Bullseye has been able to knock unconscious or kill, in the case of Elektra, just using his natural innate abilities. At the end of the day, Bullseye is probably going to make this one, he draw it out maybe slightly, but he's going to end it pretty, pretty quickly because Green Arrow is a threat and Bullseye is going to bring him down.
Interesting counterpoint. Interesting counterpoint. I got to tell you, I've been loving this battle so far. This is what gets me going. I love just, out of all the battles we do, Race to Canis, you know me. I love the classic Marvel versus DC uh, matchups, and this is definitely I know you it. do. All right. It's, it's, it's what we live for. Okay. Robert Clark Chan. You've heard three points from Ray. You've heard three points from me. Now it's time to give us an official decision. Take us through your process. Tell us the story, if you will, and reveal who you think wins this battle between Green Arrow and Bullseye. Okay. Okay. Now that I've heard all that you have to say, I can go back and say that I think round one goes to Ray. I think the hand-to-hand combat what he's uh, saying uh, about just getting in close, he's better than Green Arrow. I think, obviously, if neither of them have any weapons, uh, I think Bullseye takes this fight. Obviously, that's not the case, though. Bullseye can turn anything into a weapon, so he's definitely not unarmed wherever we have this. is some sort of cityscape i assume so yeah those arrows that you have in round one i'm still giving that to ray in round two i feel like boy again the the whole psycho killer thing you know uh uh he doesn't care he's gonna murder that's interesting but i don't weigh it really heavily like well you know just because this guy is a jerk essentially means he's better at this um i think green arrow his entire career is predicated on stopping people like that i think that in round two is when you uh started mentioning uh uh how green arrow could take advantage of bullseye's mental weakness and i've been dinged by the people of the internet for uh um weighing willpower more heavily than perhaps i ought to have i feel (laughs) like in the instance that came up it was about the genre specifically so willpower is not going to weigh as heavily here but i do think that green arrow as the tactician could put bullseye off his game and i would give that second round as a tight five to four to green arrow so we're going into the last round pretty much tied i like hearing about all of the things that bullseye has killed people with i mean who among us hasn't wanted to murder a mall santa with a quarter (laughs) i think all of us keep change in our pockets on the off chance that that might be an opportunity that we run across shooting a teleporter by predicting where they're going and, you know, taking the shot to make them disappear and then hit them when they come back. That's real strong. Certainly. um, Yeah. He's, he's very good at doing that sort of thing. The, the weaknesses that you gave for bullseye in the third round, James, not as impressed by interdimensional travel is going to mess somebody up. So if Batman clocks you after you just appear in a, you know, new place across universes, you know what? Yeah. He's going to go down. That's not a, that's, that's no shame there. 
I, you know, I've already heard about Solomon Grundy. I've already heard about Amazo. Those four Brainiac robots don't seem that impressive to me because they're specifically geared to take out other people. So sure, Green Arrow can take him out. I think what it does speak to is that he has a wide variety of arrows and he's going to have the arrows he needs to take Bullseye out. Is he going to be able to do it fast enough? Because... I mean, granted, Bullseye killed someone with a toothpick, but it was a woman who was nursing. That's it's not the the toughest fight, all right. It's uh, uh, he's, but he he could absolutely uh, have a number of shots at Green Arrow. Green Arrow is going to have to be dodging. He's going to have to be able to figure him out as Bullseye is pressuring him. So. Is Bullseye going to be able to take him out before Green Arrow can get a bead on who Bullseye is? Look at his uh, body language, figure out what he needs to do. Is he going to be able to do what Bullseye did, essentially? Shoot a quantum arrow, shoot a tornado arrow that Bullseye is going to dodge and meet an arrow coming right at him. And I think... That, that is how it will go down. Green Arrow will defeat Bullseye because he is a better what? tactician at the what? end of the day. That's and awful. The, the variety of attacks that he have, I, I, I think it's just too much for a Bullseye who honestly doesn't have that much willpower. Sorry. Sorry about it. <laughs> This, th- oh, okay, this is crazy. Out of all the matches I've done with Race to Canis for Who Would Win Show, which have been many and they've all been fantastic in some way, shape, or form, I was <laughs> sure I had lost this matchup. Bless you. I th- was sure. Me too. I was so positive. And I was like, Ray is just doing, he's on his game. Oh my God, Ray is doing such a great job. He's answering everything I've got. Even that point number three, I was like, oh, I got to give it my best shot. But leave it to Robert Clark Chan to see the one thing I was hoping he would see, which was, different tactics with the different arrows, multiple arrows at the same time, with Bullseye only be able to throw one thing concurrently very fast, but just one thing at a time. Well done, it was hard. Robert Garchand. It was hard because, honestly, I think Bullseye is a really interesting character. And as far as bad guys go, um, honestly, he's he's one of the better villains that has ever been created. Green Arrow doesn't really do that much for me. He's a knockoff Batman. And, you know, I watched the CW series for a while. You know, Stephen Amell's pretty fun. I like uh, Elicity. You know, I'll go in for some some CW-type shipping. But, yeah, I do think that Green Arrow just is a more complete package. Unbelievable. Race to Canis. First of all, congratulations. This was an insanely well-debated I don't know uh, how any human being comes to the conclusion that our... Why is it the one person on Earth <laughs> who comes to the wrong conclusion is always our judge? I don't know how a single human being can hear the hour we just heard and come down with that as the possible answer. This was another fun fight. Again, I love Marvel-DC matchups. And Robert Clark Chan, uh, this was a tough, tough battle for you to judge, but you did a great job. Race to Canis, congratulations to you. You were fantastic really really impressed me this time as well luckily green arrow got the win by the smallest advantage but he still got the win with that being said robert please tell everyone where they can find you online you can find me at 999 rpms on twitter 
I don't know for how much longer. We'll see how this all shakes out. Uh, got a podcast called Knowing is Half the Podcast. Uh, soon, we're going to start the second theme song throwdown where we uh, 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 just put up uh, great old theme songs head-to-head uh, tournament style and see which is the best. Uh, we had a lot of fun last time. Uh, turns out Muppet Babies is the greatest uh, children's cartoon theme song of all time. It's science. It's science. We figured it out. AE Doubleback is a podcast I do uh, uh, where we talk about the uh, wrestling show AEW Dynamite. And uh, My Three Dads is a show that I do uh, with a couple other dads that you may or may not have heard of. And that's that's a fun listen, too. Very cool. Everyone, Legion of Audience, check out all of the great shows that Robert Clark Chan does. Speaking of great shows, Ray Sicanis is also involved with some of them as well. Ray, again, great job today. Tell us where we can find you online. Are you people at home feeling good about what you just heard and have been hearing for a few weeks straight now where I go pillar to post dominating an entire battle only to have the judge make up some weird point that nobody ever thought mattered as suddenly the only thing that matters in the world? You should voice your displeasure to the Who Would Win show team. Find Robert Clark Chan online. Find James Gavsey online. Find the show online. Find your grandmother online and let her know that you do not like what you are hearing. We need a better class of judge. And I am saying that to somebody who I talk to roughly 20 times a week. You done messed up this time. I don't understand at the end of the day how you can say, well, if it comes down to close combat, bullseye wins. If it comes out to needing to be more durable than the opponent, bullseye wins. When it comes out to projectiles and shooting, James Gavsey said on this show, bullseye is the better shot. So at the end of the day, willpower is all that matters? Is that okay with you people at home? It's time to take to the streets. It's time to take to the Twitter while some of of you are still on it and it is time to let the show know enough is enough judges have to start making sense or it's time to get all new judges on the show punt every single one of them let's find judges who take this show seriously you can find me on twitter at almighty ray hashtag ray was robbed obviously hashtag ray is right Folks at home, I don't know what more I need to do on a weekly basis to convince one person out of these seven billion and one who would agree with me that somehow I should take home a victory. It is getting infuriating at this point. I Ray, feel you have, you like need- <laughs> you heard willpower when what I said was willpower and a quantum arrow that could hurt Superman. And what apparently you didn't hear was that Bullseye, first off, cuts the string with a paper airplane, thus meaning there's no bow to shoot this quantum arrow with. And in fact, when he pulls back to shoot, he loses his nerve for a second and gets plugged by a quarter to the forebrain. <sighs> if, the you show me, if you show me an issue where Green Arrow plays a mall Santa, then you know what? I will reverse this decision. Start looking. <laughs> Start digging. Ray, I just feel you need more fiber in your diet. I just think that's a general thing. We're worried about you. The Who Would Win team, production team, may have, uh, you know, may need to talk to you about changing some diet tips. All right. 
All that being said, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by typing in at James Gabs. You remember to join the official Who Would Win Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and be part of our growing community. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Who Would Win Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you go for your podcasts. On behalf of myself, Ray Sicanis, and the rest of the amazing Who Would Win production team, thank you once again for checking out another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time. Hey gang, I hope you enjoyed this episode and love listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Quick reminder that you can support us by going to patreon.com slash show right now. Okay, gotta prepare for next week's episode. Hope the rest of your day is full of wins. Sup everyone, Brian here, host of the TV and Movie Trivia Podcast. It's a trivia-style podcast focusing on TV and movies. Listen in for questions like, what's the name of Michael Scott's screenplay? What do you say to view the Marauder's map? What are Tony Stark's last words to Thanos in Avengers Endgame? And where does Ron Burgundy say he is when he calls the news station sobbing from a phone booth? I've covered The Office, Harry Potter, Marvel, Will Ferrell movies, Lord of the Rings, and more, with even more on the way. So play along to the TV and movie trivia podcast anywhere you get podcasts, and stay tuned for more trivia! At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.